Welcome to Just Us and God. My name is Ellen. Today I'll be bringing a prophetic teaching on the nature of our relationship with the Holy Spirit who dwells in you if you are saved. First, I want to make it clear that the gift of prophecy is not just for the apostles and the prophets or someone who's special in some way. Listen to Paul speaking to the early church in Corinth. This is 1 Corinthians Corinthians chapter 14. Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men but to God, for no one understands him. However, in the spirit he speaks mysteries. But he who prophesies speaks edification and exhortation and comfort to men. He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but he who prophesies edifies the church. I wish you all spoke with tongues, but even more that you prophesied. For he who prophesies is greater than he who speaks with tongues, unless indeed he interprets that the church may receive edification. There are a few elements that I want to highlight here. Paul is talking to the church in Corinth. He's not just talking to the prophets, the apostles or the leaders. He's talking to the whole church and he's telling them to especially desire the gift of prophecy because it builds up or equips the church and it comforts men. In verse 5 he says, I wish you all spoke in tongues, but even more than that, but even more that you prophesied. So to put that in context, today the way the different churches engage with these gifts varies hugely, but it is a very rare church that encourages all of its members to prophesy. Clearly, God would love us to all prophesy and he wouldn't invite us to desire the gift if he wasn't willing to give it to us. I also want you to notice that this passage invites us to take an active role in partaking of the gifts of the Spirit. In fact, our whole Christian journey is designed to be active, deliberate and collaborative It's hard to think of it that way when you're used to sitting in the gallery every Sunday being a passive audience, but no one is exempt. The parable in Matthew 13, for example, compares the kingdom of God to a field with buried treasure and says, when a man found it, he hid it again and then in his joy went and sold all he had and bought that field. You can be sure that that man dug up the rest of the treasure And the great thing is that when you give up everything else and keep on digging in that field, it just keeps giving up more and more treasure. Doesn't that make you want to swap your iPhone for a spade? Now, if the whole journey is active, our first step that we are to take is to believe in Jesus. Then if we know about the Holy Spirit, we can immediately start to actively engage with him and learn from him as he teaches us and helps us to grow into Jesus' likeness. The first step to operating in the gift of prophecy is to desire the gift of prophecy. So ask for it. To prophesy is essentially to first listen to God and then to share what is said or to otherwise be obedient to what he's told you. God is calling us more than ever now to spend time in two-way conversation with him and in his presence in prayer and worship. He wants us to do this for our safety, 
so that it becomes easier for us to enter his sanctuary in times of difficulty. He wants everyone to learn how to do this and to not rely on someone else to do it for us. God does know what the future holds. We don't. And so it's very significant that at the moment he's really calling us to spend time with him, preparing spiritually and in other ways, because he'll give us advice on practical matters as well, for what he knows is coming. In Matthew 25, the parable of the wise and foolish virgins represents those of God's people who regularly spend time in his presence with the oil in the lamp symbolic of his glory which accumulates like it did with Moses when we spend time in God's presence. The foolish virgins didn't have enough oil in their lamps and the door was closed and Jesus told them that he didn't know them. This is a really clear instruction to those with ears to hear that we need to get to know God by spending time regularly in his presence, communing with God individually in a very real way through the Holy Spirit. There is no middle option here Either your lamp is full or you're locked down. I want to share another scripture with you. And this is 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. This is a beautiful scripture. And I just ask you to listen to it as if it's a letter to you direct from Jesus, which we all know it is. It reads like this. But concerning the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I should write to you. For you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. For when they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them as labour pains upon a pregnant woman, and they shall not escape. But you, brethren, are not in darkness so that this day should overtake you as a thief. You are all sons of light and sons of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore let us not sleep as others do. But let us watch and be sober, for those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk are drunk at night. But let us who are, who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and as a helmet the hope of salvation. For God did not appoint us to wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. Therefore, comfort each other and edify one another, just as you also are doing. And we urge you, brethren, to recognize those who labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you and to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake. Be at peace among yourselves. Now we exhort you, brethren, warn those who are unruly, comfort the faint-hearted, uphold the weak, be patient with all, see that no one renders evil for evil to anyone, but always pursue what is good both for yourselves and for all. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in, Jesus, in Christ Jesus for you. Do not quench the spirit, do not despise prophecies, test all things, hold fast what is good, abstain from every form of evil. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and may your whole spirit, soul and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful, who also will do it. Brethren, pray for us. Greet all the brethren with a holy kiss. I charge you by the Lord that this epistle be read to the holy brethren. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.
Amen. I just want to revisit verse 8 for a moment and 9 and 10. It says, But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and as a helmet the hope of salvation. For God did not appoint us to wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. And those verses to me just speak to the essence of what the message is today. If if we want faith, it needs to come out of deep relationship with God. Love, our love, the first commandment is to love God and then to love one another. The helmet, the hope of salvation, you know, God gives us a peace. Jesus leaves us with a peace, but not as the world gives us. And our salvation is a promise. We're not, he doesn't promise to take us out of the situations of the world, but he does promise that if we stand to the end, we're going to live with him in the new Jerusalem and there will be no pain, no suffering. The scripture also speaks to us it really shows us for god did not appoint us to wrath but to obtain salvation through our lord jesus christ who died for us that whether we wake or sleep we should live together with him it just really speaks of jesus willing sacrifice so that we could be with him it's his yearning for deep relationship with his people he loves us and he wants to be able to keep us safe and and to build us up so that we can comfort each other and edify one another and keep each other standing in faith in these dark times so that we can claim his promise of eternal salvation now something that you'll pick up pretty quickly with me is that the idea of once saved always saved to me is a life in the pit of hell which will leave people in hell who didn't otherwise need to be there and that I believe that Jesus is the gate and that the Holy Spirit was given to us because we need the Holy Spirit to partner with God for our transformation. God does the heavy lifting. He does the work, but we need to enter into and continue in an active relationship where as we are clothed with the imputed righteousness of Jesus, we that's given to us as a grace and a covering so that we are safe to enter into communion with God as we develop in righteousness and become uh, more fully in the um, the image of Christ Jesus. So the story does not end at salvation. And it's a beautiful story, but it's also a story that includes challenges. And that was just brought to mind by the, the verses 23, um, or verse 23, where it says, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and may your whole spirit soul and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our lord jesus christ this is a future tense so it's not speaking to an assumption that hey if you believe on jesus everything's cool now it's actually saying you know that there is more more that needs to be achieved but thankfully it's god's grace um, and we partner with god but we need to be willing to allow God to do that work in us. There is so much in that scripture and it's so beautiful and loving um, and speaks so much to our current time and situations that I encourage you to sit down with that scripture. It's 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 again 
and sit down with the Holy Spirit in the quiet place to consume it, devour it verse by verse because it sets the scene and it encourages us to hold fast to what is good in times like we're in today. And, you know, God wants us to be near to his heart now and we need to be listening to his voice as often as we can, preparing by praying without ceasing for the coming tribulations. For we can all be confident that there are difficulties ahead, there are troubles coming, but God equips his people so that we can stand when the enemy surrounds us. And even though thousands might fall to the left and right of us, we will stand if we are in Christ Jesus and if we're spending time in his presence so that we can receive his chastisement, which is his redirection. So that if we come off the path, he will lead us back to the path of righteousness quickly. He is the God who saves. But there is a dynamic and reciprocal relationship involved and many of the churches are not telling their sheep about it. So here it is. When you're saved, you're believing on Christ Jesus. You believe that he is the son of God, that he was made flesh through a virgin birth, fully man as well as being fully God, that he willingly died to set us free from the invisible bondages that we were not aware of until God's grace showed us our need for his saving power and he set us free, removing a veil that had kept us deceived and letting us into his sanctuary so that we can be held in his kindness, his forgiveness for our past transgressions, and we can be protected by the righteousness of Jesus' unblemished life, which was free of sin. And so we could be fully transformed by his, by his spirit that dwells in us, which was a gift from God that we received, whether we know it or not, on the day that we accepted Jesus as our saviour. And of course, um, Jesus rose again so that we could rise again as well, so that we could we knew that we would have eternal life now his holy spirit that we received on believing in jesus ministers to us and that is the spirit of jesus christ being also the spirit of the father and part of the godhead and he speaks to us and he soothes us he guides us which way to go helps us to heal shows us when we're wrong helps us to let go of the old way we did things and embrace the way that Jesus showed us through both his own behaviour and his teachings while he was in the world. The following scripture, which is 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 9-16, to 16, reveals more to us about our relationship with the Holy Spirit. And it reads like this, But as it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him, but God has revealed them to us through his Spirit, for the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the Spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. These things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. But he who is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is rightly judged by no one. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. I want to highlight the verses 13 and 14 show us just how important 
our time communing with the Holy Spirit is for us to develop discernment. They say, These things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. For the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. This is particularly important now because we are living in a time of deception. If we are confident of our relationship with God and our discernment, we're going to be better placed to recognize and respond appropriately to those deceptions. And so to wind up, when Jesus left his disciples, he told them that he would send the helper who would help them and that they would be better off. And we are better off because the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Jesus and the Father, which, assuming you are saved, dwells inside you and ministers to you moment to moment. So I encourage you to be open to the guidance he wants to give you day to day because it's preparation for the things that are coming. And no one knows how to prepare for tomorrow better than our God does as he is omniscient, loving, eternal, and his wisdom is high above the wisdom of man. He loves you and he is somehow able to touch each and every person who turns to him in uniquely designed ways to bring about his plans for your life, which are precious and in accordance to his wisdom. If you're sitting there asking yourself, how does this crazy woman think that you're going to hear God talking to you? I will come back to this really important topic in future podcasts. In the meantime, you can make a start by fully submitting to him in your mind, even speaking it out, accepting Jesus as the king of your life and asking the Holy Spirit to dwell in that part of you that is designed for him and to teach you to be who he designed you to be. Remember that this is a two-way relationship. He has got so much more for you than this world has said there is. And then setting the intention to only receive from the living God. Have a heart that is open like a child's. Let go of self-doubts and let the distractions fall away and just sit in silence and wait patiently for him to minister to you. Remember, it's not about you striving. God's going to do it for you. Have your devices turned off. Do it on a regular basis. He might do it in any number of ways. You might be waiting for a while, but the Bible says keep knocking just keep knocking be persistent so don't be too fast to discount his presence in your life when you do start to sense it because faith is believing in things that you can't see or that don't make sense to most people just remember that scripture we just read if you're listening to this he's already reaching out to you so make it reciprocal and reach out to him as well if you're coming to him with pure motives and the right intentions he will honor you and that is my promise i just pray that this message blessed you if it did please subscribe share like or whatever the whatever's available in the buttons um i just want to pray lord jesus i just pray that hearts are open to receive the gospel of peace the message that is christ jesus as salvation lord that people are open to understand and to receive god's god's promise of 
safety in people's lives, not as in the way that the world gives it, but God's supernatural grace and mercy that he pours out on people as they submit to him, as they respond to his promises and enter into relationship with him on a one-on-one basis. Lord, I thank you that we are so, so special to you, each as individuals, Lord, that no one is a mistake, that no one is forgotten, no one is left behind, that Jesus died for every person who will believe on him so that our past mistakes are forgiven and that we can start afresh. And I thank you, Lord, that you gave each and every one of us who believes on Jesus, your Holy Spirit who lives inside us, that makes us complete and that joins us so that we are one in the Spirit with the Father and with Jesus, with the Holy Spirit and with every other person who also has the Holy Spirit dwelling in them. So Lord, as we face deceptions and we face difficult circumstances, I just thank you that you have already given us everything that we need and that a big portion of that is just faith and trust in your goodness and your capacity to break into our circumstances and change things for the benefit of those who believe in you and those who are called to be one of your children. I praise your name, Lord, and I thank you for this word. And in Jesus' name, I just bless everyone who's listening to this. Just trust that no matter at what point you happen to be listening to this, this word probably is for you. And I just ask, I just pray that it encourages and strengthens you and ministers to your heart and encourages you to really be just submitting to God and seeking his will for your life and his encouragement. He is a loving God. He is a very real, uh, he's a very real God and, and he made us in his image and he wants to relate to us one-on-one in a very personal and real way so let go of all of the doubts that you might have um, any fears of coming across as crazy or whatever if your intentions are pure if your heart is in the right space God God is talking to you already bless you and thanks for listening have a good day